Welcome to SideQuest, episode five, four, is it four or five? Episode Bad Gravity. Right. Yes, uh, this this month is about Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush. <laughs> um, this is your uh, one of your hosts, Fortuan, and co-host, Haru. Hello. Doing? And other co-host, Toaster. Hello, hello. Alrighty, guys, so we'll get right into it. Uh, we played Gravity Rush. I played on PS4. Haru, did you, you played number two. Uh, but you, what did you replay Gravity Rush on? Uh, I played the game first on uh, PlayStation 4. Okay. And Toaster, what did you play on? I played it on a PSP. Or PSP, sorry. Horrible. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what we like to do is we start off with first impressions. Um, so, Haru, since you chose this, why don't you sort of lead us off here, kind of set the tone? Well, I first was uh, introduced to Gravity Rush. I guess I knew of, of it, being aware of games, and then I saw the announcement of the, of the sequel in the uh, Tokyo Game Show one year, and they put out the remaster on yeah. PlayStation for half price of like a triple A game, so. Hmm. I jumped in, and I actually, at the time, reviewed it for a college newspaper of mine. Um, okay. And I yeah, used to do that for movies, so I understand. Yeah. I was pretty glowing on it. I mean, the whole... It was just charming. Like, the music and the story are very uh, well-produced uh, for what they are, and the whole game gameplay concept is pretty, pretty singular with the... Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, it's you basically press R1, and that will enter you into a zero-gravity state, and then you look in a direction, and you press it again, and you start flying, falling that way, as if gravity had been yeah, changed direction. Yeah, you're basically choosing a different center of gravity, I guess, but that center is always never reachable. Yeah. You, you don't there's no like uh mario galaxy planetoid circling or anything like right, that yeah no yeah you're just pointing yeah you're right it's better to say gravity is just pointing in a different direction cool um all right toaster what was your initial thoughts uh brown red and kind of barfy not gonna lie whoa, um, whoa. okay this game, was, <laughs> this game was hard to play uh i don't i don't like uh zero point flying mechanics that much uh-huh. you know where it's you know you're not grounded on a specific plane you can you know backflip completely over sure and that combined with motion controls combined with back touchscreen support and oh yeah it it's it was hard to play i will okay. say this um if you put this game on a on a, on a PC with mouse controls, mm-hmm. it would be amazing and just wonderful and um, just great all over. But man, on a PS Vita, it was a, it was a challenge. Maybe it's just because it's brand new, like for a control scheme. Like this is the first time anybody's tried to make a game with this type of controls. Okay, but. Yeah, so the remaster had an option to turn off the uh, kind of gyroscope DualShock 4 controls uh, for the, just oh. aiming the gravity direction. Um, did, did, did Vita not have any settings like that? I think you could turn it off, but it was slower, so it was still better to rotate. Hmm. Yeah. And the other part I had was, again, that brown and red. and just I got lost a lot in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, my initial impressions of the game was, um, what I thought it was when I started was very different from when I, like, play, uh, what I thought of it, what it was before I started playing it was very different to when I started playing it. And I say that is, I expected this to be a 2D game for some reason, and then <laughs> I started playing, and it was a 3D <laughs> game, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, because I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I've heard of Gravity Rush. I've heard people talk highly about it, um, but I started playing and I was like, "Oh, this is this is entirely different than what I thought." Um, know, it makes me think in, in a two D game, the control scheme would be amazing too. 
<clears throat> Maybe. They actually did make a game <clears throat> sort of like that. That's uh, Dandara. I think has some, some sort of similar gravity mechanic in 2D. Okay. Well, I mean... So, actually, I was very surprised by the 3D-ness. Um, and the story, I expected it more to be a, sort of like a gameplay thing. Uh, I didn't expect it to have sort of a story going on. Uh, you know, focus on story going on, I should say. Um, most games have a story, at least to some degree. But <clears throat> the... Uh, I, I don't know. It was very different from what I thought it was going to be. Um, but um, that didn't really harm how I thought about the game uh, too much. Um, to me, I kind I kind of like it. Um, it's not like... I don't have like high praises for it, but like it was enjoyable. Um, spoilers, I didn't get to finish it. Um, I no longer have access to my PS4 <laughs> due to moving, so I'm still trying to get that set up. Um, but uh, I got through, like I think it was Chapter 10... So I was a decent bit into the game, I think. At least I think I was. So, uh, yeah. Chapter 10, uh, which one was that again? Which uh, region of the city, I guess? Uh, I just got to, like, to the third region of the city, something like that. Oh, right, the uh, kind of uh, yellowish-green one. The industrial yeah. zone. I just got to it, though. It is a known fact that yellow-green is the worst color. What? Yeah, I, I legit love yellow green. <laughs> uh, I'm not much for bright yellows in in general. Can't not that sunny. <laughs> I guess I guess on the controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so talk about controls. I guess you touched a little bit on it, Toaster, with the PS Vita. Not good. So the, the PS Vita, Vita doesn't have an L2 and an R2 button. It has the back of the controller where you tap in the oh, touch screen. Oh. Oh, yeah. so it works like that weird like PS4 like touchpad on the front where you have to touch the left side of it. More sensitive, but it doesn't click. It's just it's like a touch screen from like an from iPad. like a phone. Just on the hmm. back. Oh and that's God, for like that's the whole gravity shifting button. Uh, no, I think that's still that was on uh the L's. It was the I think L R two was the dodges, right? Oh, so it has shoulder buttons, just not triggers. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm not. A, no, I'm trying not. to remember now because shit. It was, I played it at the beginning of the month, and I had then I stopped playing it for like the last two weeks. So, <laughs> mm. so um, I I've, played it, got through it, and then I was like, okay, and done. <laughs> Forgot to take notes. I have a quick question, Toaster. Did you? How far did you get in the game? Um, I unlocked three additional sections of the city. Oh, wow, so you got pretty much to the end of it. Was that the end of it? Uh, huh. Mostly, yeah, that's most of the map. Oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> I kind of wish I'd finished it now, then, since I got so mm. far through it. Because I was just thinking, because you were talking about the, the red and brown, because uh, that's the color scheme of the first area. Yeah, but mm -hmm. you, just, you keep going back through the first area. At least I did. Maybe I was doing it wrong. Right, yeah, no, there's, like, side quests and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, I didn't do too many of the side quests myself. I, I did, but that's because I always do side quests in games. <laughs> I don't tend to story rush. Oh, yeah, I'm obsessive about completing stuff. It sometimes harms my ability to enjoy games, but uh, not yeah, this one. Yeah, it's when I stopped doing it. Uh, I would have never that. finished Skyrim. If I didn't just say <laughs> screw it and keep going. <laughs> um, um, what what I was gonna say for me on the controls, PS4, it didn't feel that bad for the controls. It felt like you're you know a lot like other games, except you know there was a gravity button, and you just I just I don't know. It felt natural to me to use that button. Um, I did find it hilarious that you could pick up other just random citizens and sort of. <laughs> fly them to their death um i did that a little too often then. oh <laughs> I, I i had to i had to relook at the controls so yeah it was uh um our our, our shoulder was the the change gravity the back was the evading and the gravity slide thing uh, 
Oh, you could also shake the Vita to jump, so if you were getting frustrated, you would accidentally jump all around the place, which was such a great idea. <laughs> Wait. Was there a jump button, or was it just shaking it? There was also a jump button. Okay, okay, okay. It's just, you could also shake the Vita to jump. So it's like uh, like Smash Brothers jump controls. <laughs> so if you're, like, flailing around trying to aim properly, it's... Yeah. <laughs> If I play this again, hmm. I'm gonna just buy it for the PlayStation Four and turn off motion controls 100. percent Yeah, I feel you bad it because PS4. it was on sale when we got it. I forgot to buy it on sale because I'm a smart boy. Oh, okay. I feel bad because I <laughs> we're pretty positive on the game and we both got the console remake. Um, yeah, the control. I, mean, I it thought it's a good impression for overall. Like, okay, what's the console? You know, to get instead of every playing the same version, I think it was kind of nice having multiple versions. Yeah, yeah, no, it was the uh, original agree. intent of the game. Um, but um, the so... I thought it was clever. Uh, just oh, I always like changing uh, like sprint buttons and things like that off of the face buttons, yeah. so you don't have to take your hand off of your thumb off of the right stick, and you can. Keep controlling the camera as you move. Uh, I thought, True. in terms of controls, the jumping, the platforming mechanics were the probably the worst part of the game. Um, just the, yeah, the standard jumping. Confusing. Like, there's a lot of Mario Galaxy vibes in the game, but the jumping is not. No, it's not a platformer really. It's yeah, it's not Mario. The um. It's not. The other slightly weird thing was when you're uh, kicking, uh, gravity kicking, which has sort of an auto-target on the floating enemies in the game. Yes. There's a little bit of weirdness there as to like when you're going to go right by an enemy and when you're going to hit them. There's a little bit of like uh, uncertainty. I, I don't know if it's just that... I don't know if I would just do it... Just I did well with it or whatnot, but I didn't have that many problems with missing with the air gravity kick. In fact... When I learned how to do that, I just spammed that, like, constantly. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of what the combat system is. It's just you got to float around and dodge and uh, do that yeah. one attack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say the combat wasn't very deep. But then again, there was a lot more than just fighting in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I did watch a couple reviews just to see what other people said and see if like I kind of agreed with them. <clears throat> I'll agree with I think it was Yahtzee who said who mentioned that it feels like no it was zero punctuation that's right. Oh that is Yahtzee. It is Yahtzee. Yeah, I, it's been Yahtzee that is that. Yeah. Uh, he with, with what he said like it feels like the gra the fighting was there because they had to have fighting. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could see. I could see that. Well, Gravity Rush is, um, it's sort of a superhero origin story, the first one. Yeah. And you can kind of see that in how you can just completely, uh, just crash into the ground if you fall from a high enough height. So it's sort of illustrating the kind of, uh, less practiced hero, just I guess. Power. Yeah, just the power she has in general. Um. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just got distracted by one of my friends saying Capcom con confirms live action Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, we we know. <laughs> so, uh, how about we move on to visuals then? Visuals and story. Mm hmm. Um, I'm gonna say this. Uh, in 3D mode, it was okay. Comic book, awesome. I loved that part of it. The comic book was cool. It was. Side note, that was the plus side about using the Vita, though. Uh, yeah? So, on the PlayStation, you have to move the control stick to make the comic book do its little floaty thing. Uh-huh. If you ever did that. On the Vita, that is controlled by the motion. So, if you're just kind of playing it, like, in your hands, it naturally kind of sways as you're holding it. Oh. Instead of you consciously trying to move the stick and make it move around, it just kind of does it because it, it uses your gyroscope. And I never touched the stick to move the comics. I just pressed A because yeah. it progressed you, the dial. If you move the comics, it just kind of shifts the comics around and slightly 3D-ish, so it makes it like a shadow box. 
I never knew this. <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> I missed that because <clears throat> I was just I was in that uh, I was in that you know a a a a mode through dialogue like I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like Shadow of the Colossus. Like, you can tilt the camera during cutscenes, but, like, mm. why would you really want to? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a yeah. cool tweak, but I don't think uh, it... It's, you're not, like, missing anything if you didn't look in the corners. If you ever played... You know um, something else? Didn't know so, that about Shadow of the Colossus, either. If you ever played <laughs> Zone of the Enders 2, you could also do that. And it controlled the little webcam things they had. <clears throat> and you could even click a button to switch between which webcam you were flinging around. So it looks like <laughs> people were just having really bad webcam videos. That was, that's pretty clever. Did, um, did, did they have something like that in Banjo-Kazooie also? Uh, like, you, you could do something? It was maybe a Banjo-Tooie they did that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> the, the overall visual style is, of course, cel-shaded, or some variant thereof. It looks like anime. Yeah, I'm usually style. <laughs> I'm usually not that hot on anime uh, video games that are trying to look like anime because it's in this case it's obviously because it started as a Vita game. Uh, oh, I was just about to call you out like you love anime. Stop that. <laughs> no, I like anime. I just like you know yeah. realism and yeah, detail. I uh, but yeah. I felt like I, I like the style here. There's sort of a uh, especially it gets so much better in Gravity Rush too, but. The, just like the colorfulness of it makes it seem like a very alien world and at the same time there's all this architecture and it feels very kind of European and familiar mm-hmm. uh, and the character designs I guess I just liked the, the character art uh, and like the faces that they in the 3D weren't great uh, Yeah, but you know they're serviceable it's a Vita game yeah, I yeah, I'll, I'll agree. The, the I think visually the 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 downside was the 3D, which is where you're spending most of the time um in the game. There was good aspects to it, like um the enemy design was was interesting visually at least. <laughs> um it was different. Um tumor blobs. It's like world of view. Yeah. Dub blob. <laughs> See, but, but like, uh, I love the world of world of goose design. <laughs> Sorry, just no, it's fine. I, I love it. Um, I was thinking the blob where you had to paint things from the Wii game. Anyways, uh, I rented that <laughs> once. Um, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a good game. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it was just like. Is good. Like, um, I, I like the comic book style the most. Um, I like the the sort of galaxy cat that you have. Um, right. Uh, uh, Dusty. I, Dusty, yeah. I was like, wait, wait, he had some sort of weird name. Yeah, Dusty. Um, yeah, Dusty was a really cool character design. I, I wasn't really big on the, 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 the outfits of the people, per se, because it was like this sort of steampunk look. Like, everyone looks like they came out of... About to make an anime reference, guys. Full Metal Alchemist. But everything, like, looked like the people from Full Metal. Like, that sort of, like, steampunky world. Yeah, it was "Eh." definitely a kind of uh, sort of militarized European look. Yeah. Medieval. Or not medieval, but sort of... Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. uh, Enlightenment, Um, I guess. Industrial age. Yeah, Um, yeah. It was kind of, I don't know. It didn't feel like it fit the whole world of people being able to change gravity. <laughs> I didn't expect futuristic, but I also didn't expect, you know, like train conductor. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like that felt weird. Uh, especially um, early in the game, there's that older grandpa and his like grandson that you save. Like when she first like really is learning her powers. Right. And, like, so. Yeah, that was like, I was like, this these guys are really dressed weird. <laughs> like, why aren't they just like in, like, shirts? <laughs> it was like full on like suspenders and everything. It was I don't know, it looked weird to me. The one thing I guess my biggest problem with the visuals is, they obviously it's this isn't like a, uh, the Last of Us or. 
whatever Sony third party first party game that has like a billion jillion dollars in its budget. So uh, they had had to kind of they couldn't uh, animate all the cutscenes in 3D. So they had a lot of uh, comic book scenes, and that's obviously a more cost-effective right. way to do that. <clears throat> so, and but I like that. <laughs> that I think good. it turned out well. Yeah. Remember, this was originally made on a for a PSP, so they kind of had to save as much space as physically possible. Tis true. It's just in Gravity Rush yes. Two, which is a PS4 exclusive, uh, moved from Vita and uh, development. But they also uh, didn't do full 3D for the. There was also still the comic books style, and mm. I liked the 3D cutscenes. I thought the animation was good. I just wish they could have had more of like a budget and leeway to run with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. My my complaints about the costume design and that kind of stuff are really just nitpicks. It doesn't really hurt it that much. It just I don't know. Felt weird to me. Um. But, I mean, like, overall, I think this is, you know, it's impressive with the lower budget, what they did. Um, I enjoy the comic book style quite a lot um, in the, some of those cutscenes, even though I blasted through those cutscenes pretty quickly um, <laughs> with A, because Story and I don't normally <laughs> get along. <laughs> normally. Um, there, there's exceptions, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it was... Uh, it, I liked it. I liked it enough. It was it was not uh, an eyesore to look at when you're playing, at least. Um, so uh, more on on the story. I really liked just certain moments of the story that were really mm-hmm. intense, especially confront- confrontations with Raven, the sort of uh, arch nemesis superhero superhero villain of the game. Yeah, and I think that was also like yeah. the height of the combat systems because you. Uh, you might remember the fire level at the end of that. You encounter her, and there's a boss fight. And it's sort of like a dog yeah. fight, but with this gravity mechanic. And it sort of, for me, that the whole combat system and uh, the, whole, the whole like concept of the game kind of came together uh, for... That's true, yeah. It, it, does sort of, it does sort of lend itself more to like, a, like almost a fighting game mentality. Yeah. Uh, because, you know... You're, uh, and it's not like a traditional fighting game, like we're talking like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat kind of thing, but it's like, it's meant for people of the same ability to be able to fight each other. Um, Just like kind of reminds for the Nintendo yeah. Switch. <laughs> uh, um, well, I was more thinking of something like, have you guys ever played Bushido Blade? Um, I haven't. It reminded me of that. Um, less, I don't know on the edge is Bushido Blade because Bushido Blade was like almost like a one hit you're, ki- you're dead kind of thing but it was all about this sort of face to face kind of duel it was it was one of those pseudo 3D fighters like uh, like Tekken you know what I mean like where you're on 2D but you can do a sidestep kind of thing um, Mortal Kombat 4 kind of did this too yeah, I see. Like on... I see what you mean because you have, because you're only you're only flying, uh, attacking in like a direct line, but you can move in full right. 3D. Yes, yes. So what you're doing is you're basically trying to line up your hit, uh, and the other person is trying to line up their hit at the same time. And yeah, I guess you're right. It is a lot like arms in that aspect. Is you're trying to get a good position while attacking, defending to sort of keep them on the defensive, so you can you can attack and you know, it's just it's a very i don't know it, it's it's not a common way to describe a fighting game it's becoming a little bit more common with games like arms but <laughs> um yeah that's that's kind of how i took it once you got to that point i did like the first boss fight though with the giant goo that was fun oh yeah and the uh, yeah. first sort of ruined um, uh, torn off piece of the city. Yeah, yeah. When you had to, you basically unlocked the train. <laughs> the first part. Yeah, that was a good fight. Um, I did die on it once though, because I wasn't paying attention to like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be attacking when it's sh- 
firing a bunch of crap out of the bottom of it. Maybe I should just wait. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that is another thing, just circling back to controls, that was kind of an imperfection and they didn't really fix it in the sequel, uh, was that this world, there's a bunch of flying cars going everywhere over the city. And the train as well, you can just land on the side of it and like uh, your feet kind of grab boot onto it and you change gravity uh, to be sort of perpendicular to the ground. And you can kind of ride along on the train or a car or something. But the, that's where the platforming mechanics really harm it, because it's so hard to stay on things, or, or to just hit them in the first place. There's yeah. Not a, there's not a very exacting way to, uh, to, I guess, to consistently platform like that. Well, did you have any comments on the on the story, um, Toaster? I liked it, but I kept getting frustrated, because anything something interesting had happened... It was off to something else. <laughs> like I, I get, I, I, I get a lot of it is play the second game, but like, man, I just want to know what's like. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe don't, it felt a little manic for you. Yeah, a little, ma- a little manic. But I've been playing a lot more story, super story oriented games, so that might be uh, why when I took a break to have something that doesn't just answer it right away, I was starting to get confused. <laughs> Personally, so, I, I think the story was okay. Um, go ahead, Haru. I was just going to ask, Toaster, did you, when you got to the fourth city, did you continue the main quest, from, or fourth segment of the city? Did you continue the main quest and go down the sort of world pit pillar? I did not. Okay, so that's sort of the third act, I would, I would define it. And there is a thing, uh, neither of you has come to the end of the game, so I will just disclaimer. You this can spoil is it. spoiler. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say this at the beginning. Heavy spoilers in this podcast. Heavy spoilers. There, there is. Yes. The right. ending mission of the game is sort of this like random fight that gets thrown at you, and it's very clear that the game hit a like hit a cliff in budget, and they had to finish it, and they mm. like the a lot of story threads are probably lead over into the second game and are resolved there. Like, Cat's identity is not addressed, and... I gotcha. There's a couple other things. Uh, there's a lot of hanging questions, I guess. Oh. But the final uh, fight I... of the game isn't very is, isn't very meaningful. Uh, by the way, the... Uh, speaking of back to visuals for a second, uh, that cat is so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the uh, galaxy Nasty. cat. Yeah. I want a galaxy cat plush. <laughs> but it won't be cool and move like it does. See, that's why you fill the plush with little LED fibers. Oh god! And have it so it cycles through the LED fibers. So it has you just like... went from a fifteen dollar plush to a hundred and thirty dollar plush. <laughs> I'll make them. <laughs> the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven flammable plushie. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, don't pick the Note 7. I'm just saying, that's not a safe choice. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I mean, though. That's, it wouldn't be any other one. Okay. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, the story for me was, it was okay. Um, it I, I did have a very big eye roll moment in the very beginning with the whole uh, amnesia trope where I was like, I don't know who I am, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just, like, hit my head on the table, like, why? Can we just not not do this right now? Can we just, like, hey, this is who I am, you and I live in this city. Sewer, like, tra- sewer trash hero pulled it off very well. What? Yeah. Sewer trash her- yeah. hero? Oh, your, your, your main character. Yeah, is a I get hero. it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, because yeah, you put you put together your house in the sewer. <laughs> like, she's like, it's coming together nice, and I'm this like, is not, it's this a is sewer. not bad. It is a sewer pipe you're in. Like you it, are in a sewer. They played the whole can't remember anything about the world very well because most people is like, I can't remember anything about the world. Better find an inn and pay for it. Uh, how do you remember that there's inns and that you can pay for it versus just, I need to find a place to sleep and I need food. 
hey, a sewer works. <laughs> you, you know what, though? I do commend them for the fact that it was like, not a lot of games are like, I need food and shelter, right? Like, how many games actually address that very basic need for living? Like, <laughs> not many. <laughs> yeah, it's basically They're just like, like, maybe Tomb Raider and, I guess, Breath of the Wild. And yeah, it's... It's usually, like, glossed over. Uh, or unless it's a survival game, I guess. But, like, you know, general, like, action games. It's like, hey, uh, uh, I'll, I'll pick on a new one. A, a new you know, a, a new game coming out soon. Or did it come out? Dante? Uh, what's Dante? Devil May Cry. Uh, Devil May Cry is like, yeah, you're just going out and just destroying people for weeks. And you don't sleep anywhere. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I liked um, one of my favorite games is the... Uh... Metro series mm. and those are the exact same as like you are going through a Metro for days and days and it is grueling and just terrible and you never sleep once <laughs> you, you yeah just, you get knocked out unconscious a couple times but I'm gonna go ahead and say like getting knocked unconscious doesn't count as sleeping no no, it it's doesn't. like uh, it's I like mean, Fallout. You have to drink the mutant bug juice. <laughs> uh, well, Fallout addresses the need to rest at times, or at least it uses it a healing mechanic in, in the very least. But I mean, yeah, it's it's not common for a game to like fully address like, hey, I need stuff to live as a as a mortal. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, you had to go find a bed. A bunch of other stuff. I like how they had you find like, I think it was like three, four, or five things, and then it cut like when you get your next cutscene, your sewer is just full of garbage from around the city. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was a good way to teach you how to bring things with you that you use later on. But like, uh, I yeah, I, I get the I get the reason why they had the amnesia trope in there. So it's like us as a player could also learn about this world. While at the same time, the person we're controlling is, which makes a lot of sense um, from a gameplay perspective. But like, I just, I, I just like, uh, I just again with the I forgot everything. Can we just like skip? Like, <laughs> can, can we get to the point where you remember who you are and what you're doing? Like, <laughs> I think it, I think it works well because for the, for the purposes of an origin story. And Kat's character uh, is, uh, she's hapless, right? And all the side quests, she's right. always, there's always some ending that's like, she doesn't get what she wants, Oops. or like someone is like, well, th- thanks for letting me rip you off. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, think it would work you... if she was sort of this god with gravity powers and like ancient knowledge and all that stuff. That she's implied True. to be associated with. True, I, I do. I do have problems thinking of a way to do it better. It's just that's my initial reaction when I hear amnesia. I'm just like, okay, this is done a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> like I, I don't know. That's um, true. But yeah, you do have a point. I don't know how else they would do it. So maybe just don't listen to me. <laughs> so I'd like to know how you guys. Uh, what you guys thought of the uh, score for this game. Because it's very, uh, I guess, unusual. It's very all orchestral, even for a game of this budget. I'm going to be honest, I didn't remember the music at all. Yeah, um, I, there was parts where I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, the, uh, the first area of the game kind of had this, I don't know, it was like a chill tune, I felt like. It was just sort of like, Hey, you know, nice and easy going. But I don't really remember a lot outside of that just because I got stuck on that get your furniture quest so long because I was oh, really? learning the navigation. Yeah, I got I got Well, that's also where uh, I told I talked to uh, talked to you about this uh, before. It's also the the mission I experienced a glitch where I fell into the center of the city and couldn't get out. That's interesting. Um, I was like stuck and like every time I tried to fix gravity or whatever, I would just be like, or, you know, I ran out of gravity power and it would just correct itself to normal gravity. 
I was just standing on nothing, looking at the abyss below me. Like, okay. So I was just trying to die. Eventually, I just shut off the game and just reloaded. Mm -hmm. And then that fixed it. But it was... (laughs) It was a very weird situation because it was, well, I was in a corner, um, uh, and it was like a, so you got a wall and then there's a bit of an overhang on the wall and I was standing in the corner of the overhang in the wall, like upside down and then gravity reverted, which kind of pushed my legs through the wall and I fell and I was like, oh, okay. So I basically just forced myself through a crack in the wall is what it felt like. And then I was like, okay, that was weird. But, like, as far as, like, glitches go, it was the only thing I experienced. And apparently that's a pretty rare thing, because I didn't see anything about it online, about other people experiencing it. So, Yeah, the know. geometry of the buildings is sometimes, like, kind of janky to navigate. But I never, yeah. I never found, like, a, some, like, a corner that I got stuck in or anything. Well, I mean, I could have easily got out of it. I was just in a corner, and I just gravity reverted at the wrong spot, I guess. I was trying to be fast. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was like, okay, I just like I need to get to this side of town, and it's on the other side of town. So I'm just going to fall all the way if I can. So I was just trying to be fast, and I, got, I shoved myself into a corner. So. Um... Uh, so we have a list here. Stuff we experienced and want to talk about. Maybe we should save that for after some of the stuff. After number six, maybe a switch five and six. What do you think? Sure. Because that kind of sums up with our, our feelings on the game and uh, would we play more of it. Um, personally, um, if I had more time and I wasn't like grinding my guts out on Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate um, I probably would play more of this game. Unfortunately I can't. I gotta find a way to hook up my PS4 somehow um, in my new living situation but um, like that the, the game I'm interested enough from both the gameplay and just wanting to finish it uh, you know story wise just to see you know some of what's going to go into number two that I probably would play it again if I had the means to right now. Or, you know, finish it. I probably would. But aside from that, I'd probably finish it and be done with it. I probably won't do a second playthrough or anything like that. So, Toaster, what do you you think? Do you want to keep going uh, in the final act? I do, but I'd rather do it on a PS4, honestly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like it's just not mm. because I was starting to have issues with it because like my hands are starting to crample in the PSP (laughs) or PS Vita yeah I got that with 3DS Uh, too yeah like I don't know I'm I'm not going to say I'm getting older because I vehemently deny that but uh, games are getting harder to play on my hands (laughs) (laughs) Small games, at least, right? Yeah, small games. Or I'm gonna be honest. Uh, anything on the Switch while holding my that do the Joy Cons separate from each other. Hmm. I don't know if it's because oh, yeah, I'm trying I, to get a I, grip I or something. But man, it hurts. Like if I put them in the little handheld controller slot frame thingy, it's fine. But holding them free is is just painful. Well, because they have that extra backing you can grip onto. It's it's just a wider hand position i haven't been using the 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 hand grip with the what's the word with the the wrist guards i probably should be using those it'll make the controller slightly the controller slightly thicker but i don't know it's probably Uh, painful because they got rectangular edges on them they got corners that you're gripping yeah maybe i don't know but uh i would definitely like to play it i'll I'll definitely want to play more of uh the game because it was interesting I just got a lot of stuff that has been going on lately, so I had to drop it, unfortunately. Yep, same here. Life got in the way. Oh, uh, something unrelated to, like, if we want to keep playing it, but I actually didn't find out about Gravity Rush really that much uh, until well after it came out, 
because I remember seeing it and I'm like, okay, that's the thing. And I watched Yahtzee's review back when he first posted it. But then um, I re-looked up information about it because I play Hot Shots Golf. And yes. not the current one, where which is everybody's golf, but the one before that, uh, Cat was a bonus character, actually. Oh, yep. neat. You could play as her in, just in golf, and she was a pretty good character, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cheating, isn't it? She just changes gravity to hit the balls. Ah. <laughs> Like the uh, wind conditions, like she has like a X Y Z coordinates, like telemetry. Like I mentioned, like super advanced uh, statistics. <laughs> it's like that gif of like all the numbers and math going by. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think taking so. action. But yeah, yeah well, that's, I, I just thought it was a. It, it was neat that they introduced her in there, and I was like, "Hold on, who's she from again?" Oh, she's from this. So, uh, what about you, Haru? Like, uh, I know you quite enjoyed one, and you've been playing through two. Yeah, I'm um, still. Did you? F- I've still like been procrastinating finishing the second one for months. I got <laughs> um, I got back to Hexieville in that game, which starts off in a new location. Uh, no more in Amnesia, but there's another sort of blank slate opening that I'm sure you'd enjoy. Uh, okay. The... So... Yeah, I guess the ending of that, the vibe I get, is that it's probably not setting up for a sequel, uh, but I like it's probably going to uh, uh, conclude the story arcs that they have going. Man, like, I mm. wish they would make... I wish somebody would make a Gravity Rush with the budget of your uh, your kill zones and your your horizons, because isn't kill zone dead? <laughs> no, but it, it got like a bajillion dollars when it was alive. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't it was a going concern? Again, I really hope the next Gravity Rush releases on PC because just being able to fling it like let me kick like dive kick with my left trigger and let me change gravity with the or not left trigger with my left-click button, and then let me change gravity with my right-click button. And the game will be the greatest thing possible. Like, the, uh, it'll, it'll be so easy to control. The developer is Sony... Uh, whatever Sony's, like, Japanese first-party, like, assistant studio is. Uh, and, um, and, like, them working with Team Siren, which did a bunch of horror games. So... Probably, probably not going to come to other systems. Yeah. What was your favorite thing about it? Oh, me? Um, like, what was your favorite, like, I like this in the game? I guess... Cat. Oh. Dusty. <laughs> I'm serious, I love Dusty. He's just, he's got such a, like, okay, just, like, cut the crap out. Can we just get to... <laughs> I love his attitude. So, in the lore, Dusty is, like, the the source of your powers. Like, you don't have powers. It has powers. So, yeah. it's sort of like this uh, fickle god character that's just sort of hanging out around you. And, and it's just sometimes, it, in one quest, it just ditches you. And you're just powerless I trying to fi- track it down. It just runs off and you're like, wait, no, I need you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the favorite thing about the game, I guess it's just, and this is sort of a broad thing, but the first game felt like playing an old style game, like from sixth gen or something, like playing uh, an old like sandbox game before people were saying open world every five seconds when they talk about video games. Yeah, we're talking like PS3 area, yeah. Or or even like PlayStation 2, just like a, a Jack and Daxter game of like this. Oh, you okay. have a sandbox open world, you have like objectives, you can collect things. That's another thing we didn't mention is the whole leveling system in the game is you collect all these uh, crystals that are floating around the city. And that That's felt true. very old school platformy, platformery. I do miss yeah. collect the I, Yeah, it felt, we- it felt weird. 
And just going through an old-style game like that, it's refreshing this generation, but then with like this whole different movement mechanic for an open world, uh, that was my favorite part of the game. Hmm. Okay. I, I, miss, I, I miss old style gaming. I know that sounds really weird, but I'm starting to find newer games starting to be more similar to each other. Like, everything has to have these five things. But yeah, going yeah. back and re- replaying stuff like um, Shadow of the Colossus, and this even reminded me of it when like everything was like, let's try a brand new thing because why not? And it, it's just kind of nice that Go back, going back to a time when people just took risks because why not? Um, remember, well, I mean, remember I mean, when? Like, uh, oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say like it's kind of why I've gone like super deep into the the whole Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate um, over, and then like not caring about Monster Hunter World too much because Monster Hunter World I like it and I like the monsters and that kind of stuff, but like there was a lot of things done for the sake of that sort of newer, everybody can play mentality that games have. You know what I mean? There was, I felt there was some sacrifice, um, of like, I don't know. I won't, I don't want to say difficulty because like there's difficult fights in monster Hunter world and ridiculously difficult fights, but I don't know. It's, it, it just, I liked it when I was playing it, but like step taking a step back and I'm like, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't my favorite. And then, like, I've just like dove so hard in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate because it adds that, that more arcadey feel that I like in a game. So it's like, yeah, you're not gonna see an Ostilus in Monster Hunter World that's gonna dive down, shove his tail in the ground, and create an electromagnetic field that blows you sideways. <laughs> like, I'm just like, there's not gonna be that kind of goofy stuff that I like. So I, yeah, you know, like, I get what you're saying a bit, Toaster, with like some newer games, like you know, they kind of all are just trying to be more immersive and realistic and do this and do that to, to sort of, they all kind of end up following these same things. And it's just sort of nice to break out of that once in a while and do something different, even, even though different kind of feels like going back to older games at this point. <laughs> the, That's kind of uh, why I liked Octopath so much last time too. I guess, I mean, I'm not... My problems with the newer games can be sort of summed up to open-world games, which is sort of... It's true. ...consuming the video games industry. Like, games used to be linear, and they used to be good, and this, there's cer- certain games that... Like, every series, this generation, every pre-existing series, this, this eighth-gen sequel has been an open-world game of some various description. And, like... Do you remember right. when fantasy oh. games didn't have to be open world RPGs? I, like... I do miss a little bit of linearity. <laughs> Even in my shooter, like shooting games, like I like a bit of yeah, you know, I don't want to say hallways, but I actually enjoyed the storyline in Modern Warfare too, because you know, Half Life is a is a shooter game that's not open world. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's why Doom did so well, right? It was a good callback to older style of shooters doing it in a new way. You know, Doom 2016 I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and now you've been playing that quite a bit recently, right? Yes. I've been having more fun with it again. And, and it reminds me a lot of the, uh, again, that whole, it doesn't have to be open world to be good. Because you can, it has a yeah. little, enough open world that you can run around and explore to collect the things, but then you still have levels and you're done and you move on to the next one. Right. I, uh, I've been actually streaming brutal doom, uh, on Twitch, uh, every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I just thought of another shooter that was very well and critically acclaimed and was not, uh, open world. Yeah. Halo. It's true. Yeah. Halo. <laughs> yeah. Well, until Halo five, but yeah, Didn't um, <laughs> Halo is kind of interesting because the whole, I guess, what people liked about it was like really large maps uh, and the campaign and the multiplayer. Yeah, and I mean they were big, but they were still a hallway. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean Halo still, and what open world games usually lack is Halo still had a, a 
consistent story thread from beginning to end. Yeah, a and direction, it, per se. Like, <laughs> I liked, um, what's it? I like Breath of the Wild, but at the same time, there were sometimes I'm just like, well, now what? I mean, clearly I go after the four big things, but anything else? <laughs> Breath of the Wild, for me, is a bit of an exception to this whole open world problem. Only because I love Zelda games. I know I'm not near as much of a fan as you guys are. Uh, I'm probably the least Zelda fan here. But I do like them a lot. It feels a bit of a uh, an exception to the rule for me because I love Breath of the Wild. The only thing in Breath of the Wild I feel was sacrificed because of the open world design, honestly, is, um, well, two things. Um, less Ten million generic, things. <laughs> And in my opinion, I know you're going to have a lot more because you guys are much bigger Zelda fans than I am. But two two major things to me: the dungeon design was kind of lacking. When I liked the dungeons they had, I was expecting more Um, or different dungeons, uh, more than the four. And then. which was kind of interesting that you didn't need to do them too. I liked that. Uh, I like that aspect of it. Um, but anyways, and then the other part is the music. I like the music. I like that it's subtle. I want more than just the ending sweeping theme at the end of the game. It was like the only time the music mattered. It felt like is at the end of the game. So those are the sort of, to me, big sacrifices in that game. But overall it was awesome running up across the, the, what are the giant, giant, Got mo- hobgoblin things. What are they called? Hinoxes. Do you mean Hinoxes? Yeah, like there's actually like a thing to kill them all, and I was that's what I was trying to do when I ran out of things to do. Yeah. So the, the ogres, right? Was, it was a great game. It was not a Zelda game. Exactly. In but it term, had Octorox. In terms of gameplay, it was not a Zelda game because in my mind, <laughs> Zelda games yeah. is a lot of. Oh, it's it's a big world, but it's got a lot of specific puzzles and stuff around it where you need an item for in order to progress, and you always get those items from the next dungeon or something. And the dungeon is always like, oh, you get, you know, maybe a quarter or halfway through the dungeon, and you keep getting stopped by these obstacles and wondering how to get past them. And then eventually, you get the item in the dungeon that lets you do all the rest of the dungeon, and you finish it off. And you got in the world, and you're like, oh, now I can go back to these like twenty spots that needed this item to go past. And right. Like bombs. Yeah, like bombs, bombs or the hookshot. Like, getting the hookshot was always, like, a major thing. In this game, there was no hookshot. <laughs> yeah. In the, uh... Oh. I was just going to say that Breath of the Wild is very apparently in a reaction to the fact that Skyward Sword launched in November of 2011 <laughs> and sold 3 million, a little over 3 million copies, launching against Skyrim, all <laughs> things. It had the misfortune. Um, oh, yeah. And it was, of course, Skyward Sword was a more linear game. It wasn't as traditional as most Zelda games, but regardless, Breath of the Wild is straight up trying to be a Western RPG without a story. Um, and I like, I like Skyward Sword, though. Oh, that's... Mm. In case anybody's wondering why we're talking about Breath of the Wild and uh, Skyward Sword... <laughs> It's because number seven on our things to talk about is we trail off and go off topic because uh-huh, we're uh-huh, self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of summed up our feelings you know, if we were going to continue to play it. Yeah, or this is normal um, if you've ever listened to this podcast before. True. But overall, um, Gravity Wish is neat. It's, it's kind of like every other game we've talked about on SideQuest so far. I liked it, but I have very specific grievances against it that I wish they would have ironed out. But that's because I have, you know, an opinion, and everybody's opinion is different. Well, I mean, except for Octopath, we went two hours just gushing over that game. We <laughs> Sorry, that game. I'm still going through that game, by the way. And uh, I want to, I want to, but I'm so hooked on Monster Hunter. Like that's all I've played aside from you know playing Gravity Rush for this month. Um, like I just. That's all I played. So, by the way, I did finally do Primrose's Act 1, even though I had, like, skipped her Act 1 by the time we recorded. Um, mm-hmm. My God. <laughs> I can see why everybody likes her as a character. Because Primrose's story opens up with a freaking bang. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I like Tressa. Tressa's the cutest. She's fun. So that reminds me. Um, speak about going off topic. I haven't got to talk to you guys about this because it was just weird. Um, well, I was recording with you, actually, Haru, when that first came up. The Bowsette thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's like a... There's like a this, oh, there's so many versions of her now. Well, that reminded me of that. There, I've seen Tressets now. What? I've seen people do it to Tressa. Tressa. You need to share this because I want to see. I want to see Tresset. Oh man, it was a couple days ago. I don't. Actually, uh, I want to see Olbrecket. Just <laughs> <laughs> Olbrecket. Yes. Sounds like, sounds like someone very poorly trying to say, "I'm going to wreck it for Wreck It <laughs> Ralph." Olbrecket. <laughs> um well um i don't i don't know i didn't have like a whole lot more to say on gravity rush um uh i guess um we do we normally do like to talk a little bit about us as gamers um before we end it oh so my my final review by the way was if you like unique games play this game it is unique it's neat Okay. If you like Galaxy Cats, play this game. Um, if you like sort of sixth-gen collect 'em ups and unique mechanics, play this game. <laughs> I like we had a formula there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so I, I guess um, it's October now when we're recording and our, uh, we'll get to our October game uh, here soon but um, I wanted to I guess the, the sort of get to know thing um, we, all, we only have what October three months left I had to count sorry um, so like what what are you planning on getting the rest of the year I like, didn't what is what is the rest of 2018 I didn't realize it came also soon but the new Mario party. Oh, God, I'm excited. <laughs> that, that's tomorrow, right? That's I, I love Mario Party so much. You have no idea. It's just a fun time, and I didn't know what was coming out so soon. Like, I'm excited for Smash and Animal Crossing. You know, all the big names, but Mario Party, man. <laughs> so is that it? That That's all you're getting the rest oh, okay. of the year? Or? Mario Party, Smash. Um, there was another one that was on my list. I don't remember if it's coming out this year or not, but I want to get that big fighty robot game for Switch. I believe that's 2019. No, I wouldn't know, though. I will find the name of it while you guys list what you're going to get. Oh, it's that super anime Gundam one. Hell yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, Damon X Machina. That's it. Yeah, Damon (laughs) X. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, it's got huge fights and Gundams and big monsters. Of course, I'm gonna like it. So th- that's 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 uh, that's what I call a tertiary game. As in, like, if it's by word of mouth, like from people I know, is really good, and I happen to have the extra money, I might get it. <laughs> right. But um, I, I don't know. I've been trying to buy less games, so less less excited about most other things. Sure. Yeah, I've definitely been trying to do that as well since I have a lot of stuff that I still haven't finished. But mm. some games that I always get lost in are Bethesda RPGs. And when uh, when the beta hits PlayStation on the 30th of October, I'm going to be just lost, just drowning in Fallout 76. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you were saying that that's where you're going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'll, oh, I'll play sorry. the I'll play the uh, DLC monsters for World, but that's that's all she wrote for 20, 2018. I, I, okay. had to, I had to look up what's releasing the rest of the year. I forgot Pokemon. Uh, let's go, Eevee. Oh. Okay. Yes, I do remember you talk, being excited about that it's for sweet. sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I will not be getting Pokemon. In fact, everyone has been very surprised because uh, for the longest time, I, I, I know you don't know this toaster because you keep thinking I don't like it. I was a big Pokemon fan for a long time, uh, a long time. And, and my circle of friends here, 
I was the Pokemon guy for a long time, but they're more into Pokemon than I am now. I just, I just completely replaced it with Monster Hunter. Completely. <laughs> I, um, I have one for you to buy. and this is, I'm not saying I'm ordering you, but I'm highly suggesting you get this one. Uh-huh. In case you never played it the first time through, which I hope you did. You had a PS2. Uh, Katamari Damacy reroll for the Switch. I... Now, let me get real here for a second, okay? I love Katamari Damacy. Also, my ex-wife does. So it's very hard for me to play Katamari Damacy right now. <laughs> right. Well, you have you have some time. It, it comes out yeah. in December, so you have some more time. Yeah, it was, it was just... Uh, I was here... Uh, um, uh, I was here where I've moved to, um, which is my parents' house. I know it's sad, but anyways, um, when that direct dropped where they announced that, um, and I was watching it with my brother because, um, I want to, when did that direct come out? It was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Like mid September. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I had just like learned that I was going to have to move here and all that kind of stuff. Like it was a really bad week for me. Um, and then like Katamari Damacy hits and it was like the one thing I said to her before everything went down. I was like, Hey, can, can we like, Hey, Katamari Damacy is uh, coming out. And she was like, is that all you care about is games? I'm like, Shh, just, I know you like it. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> Let's go back to happy things. <laughs> so no, it's cool. I'm okay. Things. Um, no, I, I probably, I might get Katamari Damacy. That's, that's a maybe thing. Um, for me, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, I pre-ordered Diablo before I pre-ordered Smash, but yeah, so I'm going to be playing Diablo for the eighth time in December when it comes out and, um, probably Smash. Um, and then for... Uh, the next month, I'm going to be playing Night in the Woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our so, next game. I'm excited because it's, it's actually kind of fitting because we're going to be playing it in October and it's it's kind of, it's got a little bit of spoopy moments. Not really, but uh, I think it's fitting because it's, it's called Night in the Woods, so it kind of fits an October you feel. I, sure. I'm going to be playing us on Switch, hands down. Um, I will be playing the PC version, but I'll be using a controller. Yeah, my, I only have access to my PC and Switch right now. Um, so, yeah. What are you going to do? I'm excited. I might play it. I mean, I've, maybe whichever has a sale. Anything else, yeah. I'll probably just play it on okay. PlayStation because of achievements and such. You know, okay. you generally care about the, that thing. I used to care a lot about trophies. I used to care a lot. Yeah, no, it's currently just... $20 on, uh, on the Steams if, if anybody wants to join us. And I highly suggest it. You can also Guys, don't buy, buy it now. There'll be a sale tomorrow. Just don't. Oh, of course. Never, uh, never buy things buy that aren't on sale. You can buy it and it's soundtrack for $35. Which I would suggest because the soundtrack is nice. Hmm. But uh, okay. I'm excited. And I had a fun recording this, uh, this episode with you guys. Have you already uh, finished it? Uh, Night in the Woods Toaster? Nope, I have not started playing it. Oh, okay. He's waiting for us. Yep. That's why he was so eager. <laughs> so it's time for your expectations to be crushed. Uh, it's going to be hard. The game looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hell, okay. even if the gameplay is terrible, the art style is going to win me over. So. <laughs> Doesn't uh, look like a very gameplay game, gamey game. Oh, yeah. It, it's a very story based game. Warning before anybody buys it. I mean, I'm into that, usually. Okay. Alrighty, well, uh, I guess we'll end it here, guys. So, thanks for listening to SideQuest. This is Fortuan. You can find me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. And where can I find you, Haru, on that next SideQuest? I'm at Gran on Twitter. Uh, Follow me for retweets and ramblings, probably. What about you, Toaster? Uh, you can find me at Toasty Smiles on the Twitters and on the YouTubes. 
and you'll probably find me flying off into space as I miss dive kicks on blob tumor enemies. Nice. Oh, I will say, uh, I, I have on a Patreon account now if you like, um, but I'm also doing Twitch. Uh, so Twitch TV whatever, twitch.tv slash sports one. I've been playing doom a lot on Twitch and we're not talking like doom 2016. I'm playing old school doom. I'm going through the original ultimate doom. Um, just finished episode two, which is the shores of hell. And then, um, going to do episode three here soon, which is inferno. Uh, and I'm doing that with project brutality, which requires brutal doom. So very gory, uh, very mature. Like, uh, even though old doom was like one of the, you know, violent games need rating kind of things. Um, yeah, it needs, uh, you need to be 18 or over. Just for the girl. <laughs> and the cutscene. Like, I didn't